Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. life one story at a time. This is the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast with Editor-in-Chief Amy Newmark. Hey, it's Amy Newmark with inspiration for you from our book, Chicken Soup for the Soul, The Forgiveness Fix. We made this book because I've read tens of thousands of personal revealing stories from our writers during the 12 years I've been Editor-in-Chief, and I've come to understand that forgiveness is an essential key to happiness. Now, why is forgiveness so important? It's because of the emotional weight we carry when we don't forgive. And that pain and resentment can last even longer than the person who we're upset with. But there's hope. You can use the power of forgiveness to move on from past hurts, even if the person who you had the issue with is gone. Because they don't need to be around for you to come to grips with the past and stop reliving those emotions. Noelle Stern managed this, She came to understand her father after he was gone, and she managed to heal herself. Noelle's father died when she was in college, and for years after that, she locked away her feelings about him, not dealing with them, and thus letting them interfere with her life. She was letting the past into her present, and it's not a healthy way to live. Her father had studied at Juilliard, and he played the violin like a concert artist, He passed on his love of music to Noelle, who took piano lessons from grade school through high school, later took flute lessons, and she studied at Juilliard, too. But her father denied himself the pleasure of his music, except for some Sunday mornings when he played his violin, and it sounded like it was weeping with frustration. He joined a local orchestra, but then he quit because he said the other people weren't good enough. Instead, he just focused on supporting his family working in a boring job that had nothing to do with music and didn't use his intelligence either. He was a distant father, wrapped up in his own boredom and anguish. Noel says he could be cold and sarcastic, too. The whole family lived in fear of his outbursts of temper. Noel tried to defend him to the other family members when they complained, but she wasn't exactly feeling the love either. So years after his death, when she participated in a workshop called Dealing With Our Past, she realized that she had a big, unresolved issue in her father. She decided to write him a letter, and the letter started out as a list of complaints, but as she wrote it, she switched over to discussing the good times, rare as they were, the times he had powered through his misery and been a loving father to her. And she realized that she was grateful to him for the role model he was, the excellence he required from the family, the passion he had for music. And she realized what he had given up for all of them. Noelle says, After I wrote this letter, I felt lighter than ever before. The armor of resentment and unexpressed sadness dissolved, yielding to long-buried love. With tears, I felt great gratitude.
Noelle turned resentment and hurt into forgiveness and then gratitude for her father. One thing I noticed when selecting the stories for Chicken Soup for the Soul, The Forgiveness Fix, was the high percentage of stories that involved disappointment with parents. I guess because parents are the people we expect the most from. Noelle learned something about her father and turned around her life, and another of our writers, Diane Moreau-Condos, reports that she did the same thing with her disappointment in her mother. Diane says that after her mother died at age 84, she read her journals, hoping to find a place where her mother talked about loving her. But there was no mention of Diane in the journals. They were all about Diane's brother, David, who had special needs. Even though there were four children, everything revolved around David and his disabilities. Diane felt that she was not only his sister, but also his protector and caregiver. When she went off to college, which was a truly liberating experience for her, she felt guilty about leaving David behind. Her entire childhood was colored by the responsibility she felt for her brother, and of course the focus on him that she saw from her mother, because it looked like it was all about her brother all the time, and rarely about Diane and her two sisters. Now, David's life became even more difficult as he became an adult. He began acting out violently, and Diane even sustained some injuries from him, including a black eye, a sprained ankle, and numerous bruises. With her own children to protect, she started distancing herself from David. Unfortunately, Diane's mother was so busy trying to manage David that she didn't pay much attention to her other children or her grandchildren. Diane envied her friends who got to spend time with their mothers and who saw their kids interact with a doting grandmother. When Diane's mother was diagnosed with terminal cancer, her first concern was her son. Diane assured her mother that she would take care of David even though she had been avoiding him for the last 20 years. So her mother transferred legal guardianship of David to Diane. So now Diane was not only mourning the relationship she never got to have with her mother, but she was responsible for her brother, the one who had taken away her mother for her entire life. And here's where it gets interesting. Once Diane became the person in charge of her brother, they became closer. She says, What started out as an obligation has become a pleasurable experience as my brother and I find new ways to reconnect. The years have flown by, and the distinction between being his sister and his mother has begun to blur. And now, Diane says, I understand my mother more fully now. She did love me, but the needs of my brother were overwhelming, and her limited resources had to be allocated where they were needed most. Like a triage physician, she tended to the most wounded first and assumed those who weren't visibly traumatized were fine. Diane says that until she walked in her mother's shoes, she couldn't understand the burden her mother was carrying or the deep love and responsibility she felt for David. Now Diane understands and forgives her mother for all those lost years. She's liberated from those negative emotions and able to move forward in her life lighter and free of resentment. And with understanding has come an even greater love for her mother and for her brother. We hear that so often, that once you understand what your parent was going through, you'll shed those feelings of resentment because you'll realize that your parent was doing the best he or she could. And lighter is the word everyone seems to use to describe how they feel after that happens. They're not reliving the past and carrying the weight of those emotions with them into the present. That's what I love so much about our Forgiveness Fix book, how incredibly effective these methods are. Whatever your issue, 
With 101 stories from real people, you're bound to find the forgiveness fix that will work for you. I've shared more than a dozen stories from our Forgiveness Fix book with you on this podcast, and those two were the last ones. So go to your favorite podcast app and scroll back to hear the past episodes as well. This may become the New Year's resolution that works for you. And what's great about it is that you can achieve the benefits of forgiveness instantly in your head just by thinking it through and deciding. Come back for our next episode to hear about our hit TV show, Going From Broke, which shows millennials how they can manage their finances better and get out from under all that debt. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.